0: Would you turn with me to Ephesians this morning? Book of Ephesians. If you didn't bring a Bible with you, we have extra Bibles. We'd be glad to let you use one of ours. If you'd raise your hand, it just helps you if you'll take a Bible and turn and find the Scripture, let your eyes rest on it. If you didn't bring one this morning, raise your hand, use one of ours. And turn to Ephesians if you're not sure where it is. Uh, look over and see if your neighbors got it smile and smile at them and just look at theirs <laughs> ephesians 3 everybody happy this morning aren't you glad you can be in church this morning i mean it's sad that so many people think going to church is a drudgery and a in a duty. Boy, they don't do it like we do it then, do they? I am glad I'm here. Yes. Really am. Ephesians 3. And uh, 14. He says, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole Family in heaven and earth is named. Uh, The living Bible says, When I think of the wisdom and scope of His plan, I fall down on my knees and I pray to the Father of all the great family of God, some of them already in heaven and some down here on the earth. Aren't you glad we have a father today? Natural fathers, but thank God for the great father. The father. And he's always been the father. And he's always ordained that there be family. And this is forever. I said, this is forever. How many know the father and the family is forever? It just gets better after this life much. You find uh, some 1,000 references to father and fathering and fatherhood in the Bible. A thousand. It's so important. In talking about this, First uh, John 3, you don't have to turn there, but First John 3 says, Behold what manner of love. The Father has bestowed on us that we should be called the sons of God. Aren't you glad you have a father? We are his son. John 20, you know, when Jesus raised from the dead, we touched on this, I guess it was Friday, that uh, Jesus told the the ladies, don't touch me. He said, because I'm ascending. And go tell the disciples, I'm ascending to my father and your father and my god and your god see after the resurrection of jesus and after us being able to believe on him and be born again that's what we're born into the family how do you get into this family got to be born into it right and when you're born again, you are born into the family of God, and now I know it sounds hard for some people to believe, but we are uh, now the Father God is just as much our Father as he is Jesus father Amen. Yeah. Amen. now you want a whole you want to get blessed in a whole new perspective go through the the gospel account of John and read every time Jesus talks about his father and then every time you read it, remind yourself. He's my father just as much as he is. He is. Ah, you'll get shouting happy before you get through half the book. (laughs) Say it out loud. He's my father. He's my father. He's my father. father. I uh, wanted to uh, go over some things with you about fatherhood and just use an acronym to describe it. Father. F-A-T-H-E-R. You know, preachers do that sometimes. What F stands for and A and, but this time I, I like it, so I'm gonna do it. <laughs> you ought not do it just to be doing it, but you understand what I mean, you know? I feel like the Lord gave me some things on it. So we're gonna take the word father and look at some aspects of fatherhood with each letter of the, uh, that makes up the word. And as we do, uh I'd like to interweave with it some things about my earthly dad, if uh, that's okay. I know, you know, you yes, respect your dad and love your dad as much as I do mine. I'm not, not trying to make any comparisons, but my dad went home to be with the Lord, you know, just a couple of weeks ago. And uh, I'd like to share some things about him as we go along. Will that be okay? Yes, sir. And uh, to just honor him and give thanks you know my uh my mother and first cousin are here this morning would y'all stand mom and and gary (laughs) hallelujah mom dad married for how many years 47 years and uh thank god for that uh Gary, would you, uh, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but would you stand up again for just a minute? Uh, Gary is one of the more boys, and, uh, he's, uh, <laughs> Gary and Terry, his brother, uh, always raced and still do. I guess y'all still fool with cars, right? Drag race. And, uh, they helped me with my old 37 Ford and my Mustangs and Camaros, and I'll uh, tell you a little funny story about it. Uh, they defended my honor some years ago. It was a big deal. I, you know, I was, I think I was 16, and we're out hanging out at the pool hall, and one of the guys you know, they were racing, and I, didn't have any money, and I didn't have anything to race with. And I was telling them, well, yeah, my cousins, you know, Gary and Terry, they race, and they got a fast car. They said, oh yeah, sure, they, sure he does. I said, no, they do. I mean, they go to the track, and they win sometimes. They said, they basically called me a liar. Well, I got on the phone. I called Terry and Gary, and I said, you know, I'm in trouble down here. They They said, what do you need? And I told them what happened. They said, well, we'll see about that. And they loaded up their 69 Camaro that they ran on the track. And 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 we, you know, they said, well, you just go back and ask them if they want to run. Well, they laughed. They tried to laugh me down, and and and, and they said, oh yeah, you can put up some money, and we said, yeah, and and so, meet us on a Saturday night. So uh, they had to trailer their car. <laughs> you understand? It wasn't for the street, <laughs> but. You know, to not come across like that,, we parked the trailer some ways away, you know <laughs> and and unloaded the car and drove it up there and Oh man, they knew they were in trouble when they saw the car pull up. I mean this thing is going pop the pop the pop you know <laughs> <laughs> and man they you they they they're, they they kind of went ashen in the face, they're like they really do race and and So they they had to they had to go through with it though they lined them up and it was wham wham second gear and turned the key off they did and 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 outrun them bad I mean they they only went through second gear and turned the key off (laughs) and just ran off and left them and I'm like yeah yeah (laughs) don't mess with the more boys (laughs) thank you (laughs) gear. Thank you. <laughs> that was a fun night, yeah. <laughs> now teenagers don't try this at home. <laughs> well, let let us begin with this: um, thanking God for fatherhood and our fathers. And, uh, of course, when we're talking about a father, we're talking about him, the father God, who he is, what he is. And then uh, all natural fathers that are good fathers, they get that from him, right? So uh, in talking about this, F, A-T-H-E-R, F for father, a father is a founder, A founder. You know, we talk about in this country, our founding fathers. Well, that means an originator. A starter. A seed planter. An establisher. Somebody that started something. Well, God the Father is called the Father of Spirits. He started this whole thing. Right? He fathered mankind. He fathered creation. You know the Bible says about natural fatherhood in in Hebrews 7.10. Don't turn there. But it said Levi was in the loins of his father Abraham when Melchizedek met him. This is somebody that hadn't been born for many years. And the Bible said he was in the loins of his grandfather Abraham. So the, the seed of natural life is sown by the Father. And that's one big reason why men, of course women too, but men ought not be promiscuous. See, people don't take this, this seed sowing thing serious. We're to be responsible and there should be commitment between a husband and a wife, Right? Commitment to the children yet unborn Thank God For our fathers A in talking about fathers A stands For always (laughs) A father Is a real father Is an always Anybody know what I mean by that How about our father God He's always. What do you you mean? He always loves you. No matter what. Always believes in you. Right? No matter what. Always be there for you. Always. Always give to you. Listen to Isaiah 9. It said uh, his name will be called Wonderful. Counselor. The mighty God. The what? The everlasting Father. Father, The Prince of Peace. The everlasting, the what? Everlasting. Always. The always Father. The everlasting Father. You know, real it's why it's one reason the devil attacks fathers. So much. You got so many uh children today don't know who their father is. Because the father is supposed to bring and and, and put into the family a feeling of permanency. Security. Right? How many understand fathers ought not be flighty? Oh, no, no. Fathers must not be. We can't be. Flighty. Got to be strong. Always there. No matter how hard the wind blows, no matter how rough it gets, you can count on that. That is going to be there. Right? And your Father God's going to be there. The Bible said in Jeremiah 31, says the Lord said, I have loved you with an everlasting love. The New Living says with an unfailing love. I've drawn you to myself. The English says, I've always loved you, and I will continue to show you my constant love. When will he quit loving us? Never. Never. Could you do anything bad enough? Could you be ugly enough? Where he just says, I forget that, I'm through with you. Everlasting love. That makes you feel secure, doesn't it? Yes. See, the devil will try to tell you, oh, oh, you mess up, and then God will be mad at you, and that's it. He'll be through with you. He'll write you off. He will never write you off. Somebody said, well, what about, Brother Keith, what about the unpardonable sin? Well, most people don't even know what that is. It's sad. You've got a lot of people in mental institutions, and one of the reasons they're there is because they believe they've committed the unpardonable sin, and they don't even know what it is. You have to particularly look at scriptures in Hebrews that'll give you understanding about this. It's not, it's not difficult to see if somebody's done it or not. People think it's a great mystery, but it's not hard to see. I'm going what do you mean? Real simple. Person tells you, I don't know, I'm scared that I've committed the unpardonable sin. You ask them one question. Do you want to be right with God? If they look at you and go, oh, yeah, yeah, more than anything I want, then there's no way they've committed the unpardonable sin. Amen. Are you with me? Yes, why, why do you say that? Well, read the book of Hebrews. It talks about that people that have done this kind of thing, it is impossible to renew them again to repentance. What does that mean? You can't get them to repent you look at them and go, well, come on, you know, let's get back to God and I, God will forgive you. And they'll go, no, no, I don't want God. I don't want anything to do with God. No. And so the reason why it's unpardonable, they won't ask for forgiveness. They won't receive it. So God can't forgive them. Are you with me now? No. God is always there. He will always love you. He will always forgive you. He'll always give you another opportunity. Can you say amen? Somebody say always. 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 Listen to Hebrews 13. Men, I like this in the Amplified. Hebrews 13, 5 and 6. It says, For he, God himself, has said, I will not in any way fail you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support. How many know a good daddy will never leave his family without support? I will not, I will not, I will not. It's three times in the original. I will not in any degree leave you helpless or forsake you or let you down or relax my hold on you. Assuredly not. What does that mean? He he never leave us or forsake us. He's always there for us. Always. Always help us. Always take care of us. So we take comfort and we are encouraged and we confidently and boldly say, The Lord is my helper. I'll not be afraid. What can man do to me? Thanks be unto God. Can you say amen? Amen. You know, a real father is always a giver. Aren't they? How about our father God? Take a breath. He just gave you that. Every heartbeat, right? Every good and every perfect gift that you have ever enjoyed and ever will came from who? Came from Him. The Father, Father, the Father of lights with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. He's, He's the greatest giver of all. Well, what's the greatest expression of love? Giving, Giving and He is love. Love gives. Always. I know Maya, you know the Bible said in Matthew, it says, If you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good things to them that ask Him? Say said out, said out loud, the Father God, Father, God my, Father my Father, is always, is always giving me, giving me good, things good things all the time. Well, godly daddies, same way with their kids. Always wanting to give them something. My dad gave to me and my brother Jeff all the time. I uh, wrote down a couple of things that he gave to me. Of course, one, he gave me the seed of my physical life. Amen. My body. Yes. Right? Yes, sir. He gave uh, decades of his life. To work and uh, make money, and housing, and, and food, and clothes. And in the early days of his life, he he got multiple jobs and worked so hard that he wore himself down, and his lung collapsed, and had to uh, God had to heal him, get him back. Uh, here's something you never forget. When I was uh, what was I? 16. He gave me, he, he always loved cars too, so I got it from him, I guess. He gave me his personal 1970 Mach 1 Mustang. And he drove an old pickup because he wanted me to have it. It's like the one you see in the books, the, the yellow one with the big black stripes. The car guys know what I'm talking about. Did you not think I was styling at 16 in that? <laughs> we had V8s, brother. Yeah. But what I'm talking big ones with four barrels. Oh, man. Well, why would he do that? He, he gave, gave that car to me and drove an old beat-up truck. Well, he wanted me, he wanted to see me in it. Right? When Phyllis and I got married, we had nothing. And I, th- I, I looking back now, I realized I think he gave us, and of course, mom was involved in this too, every dollar that he had. I think it was every dollar he had to his name. He didn't say it. He just, he just gave it. He gave me his unqualified love and support in everything all the time. He, when we went to Ramah, He didn't understand what we were doing. He didn't want us to go. He and I had always been real close. And he didn't want me to move away. But he prayed through on it. And he told me, he said, I I don't understand. He said, But I'm behind you 100%. I support you. you, (laughs) That means something to you, don't it? Somebody say, I always give. Always give. And he he gave me that love and support and faith in me. From the day I was born to the day he breathed his last. And still going on. Right? Because he's still very much alive in heaven. Father. F-A. A's for always. T. A father is... A teacher. Right? Real father, your father God, and a godly father is a teacher. You know, the Bible said concerning Abraham in Genesis 18, said uh, God said one of the reasons he chose Abraham, he said, I know him, he will direct his children. The Amplified says he'll teach and command his household to keep the way of the Lord by doing what's right and just. I also, it's one of the reasons God chose Abraham, because he said, I know him, he'll teach his kids. And this won't stop with him, this will be perpetuated through generations, and so real fathers are teachers. I know Brother Kenneth Hagin, who's also in heaven now, my father in the faith, teacher, of course, an anointed teacher, Bible teacher, but uh, just a teacher. I mean, we're playing pinball, and he's teaching me. I'm playing, he'd go just one, one good ball is all it takes, Keith. No, move over here. Now get out of the way, let me show you. <laughs> and what's that we'd play? Aggravation. Is that what they called it? Aggravation. And uh and so he and I'd be on the same team. And he expected me to use my faith. And, we, and, and if you rolled something, that wasn't the right move to get to the place. He said, oh, Doc, roll a seven. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> but just teachers. Of course, we won, too. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> He'd have it no other way. <laughs> I thought he was joking at first, you know. And I thought it's a game, you know. And always teaching. My, my natural dad taught me a lot of things. You know, thinking back over it, it, there's so many things. When we come into this world as little children, little infants, we're like a blank sheet of paper in some ways. And so much that we learn how to talk, how to pronounce, how to walk, how to drink, how to eat. Everything we pick it up from our our fathers and our mothers and our our older brothers and sisters and people that we're around. Just a few of the things my daddy taught me how to do. Just when I was about two, he taught me how to eat popsicles at midnight. Yeah, good part. Yeah, and I really enjoyed that. I did. Yeah. I remember that. He taught me how to uh, bait a line. And be still long enough for the big perch to bite. That was a tough one because you wanted to move and jump out of the boat. And he said, no, no, you've got to be still now. He taught me. He taught me how to take a link out of my bicycle chain. I was amazed. <laughs> I watched him do it, watched him take the tools and do it. And I, I, th- I thought it was over when my, my chain come off. Of course, little you're little, you don't know. You know, you think, oh, no, my bike's broke forever. And he said, oh, he said, oh, no, come on, let me show you. Showed me how to do it. Got me back in the road. And that was the beginning of something. <laughs> Getting me back in the road. <laughs> Taught me how to ride my first horse. He and mom gave me my first horse. He was mean. They didn't know that. He was a biter. <laughs> he taught me what to do when he bit me, too. <laughs> he taught me how to drive the car sitting on his lap trying to look over the dash. Taught me how to drive a tractor. Taught me how to drive a truck. Taught me how to drive a boat. Taught me how to drive a motorcycle. Gave me my first Harley. Harley. Oh, brother. <laughs> you don't forget that. Told me how to pull the clutch, and find first gear, and how to get it in neutral. Now, before that, I went through a crisis one time. And, uh, he taught me how to stop burning up the clutches on my mini bike. <laughs> Jeff and myself. Because we went through a lot of them. And then later on, he taught me how... To spin a wheel. And how to get rubber in second gear. (laughs) And then later third, yeah. (laughs) He taught me how to get the best sound out of your glass packs. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You're coming down a hill and you let off of it a little bit. How to shift. Yeah. Taught me how to shoot a gun, taught me how to shoot a pistol and a rifle and a shotgun, and how to be real quiet and sneak up on a snake. <laughs> now y'all from Arkansas and southern Missouri, but down down in the Mississippi, in the lowlands, we got monster moccasins, big ones. And so uh, that was one of my jobs. I was the snake hunter. (laughs) (laughs) And the summer daddy gave me my first 20 gauge single shot was a bad day for the moccasin population (laughs) in central Mississippi. (laughs) Dad taught me how to split firewood, taught me how to shave taught me how to drink cane juice anybody know how to drink cane juice at the cane meal where you put the cane in and they're gonna make syrup you know blue ribbons cane syrup oh yeah he taught me how to wiggle my ears see if i can do it <laughs> to uh To amuse small children in the pew in front of me. (laughs) Dad taught me how to play the guitar. He taught me how to play the piano. And he taught me how to fight. Used to get beat up when I was a little boy. I came in one too many days with my nose bloody. He said, boy, we got to do something with you. So he had enrolled himself in the School of Martial Arts. And for years. And so then he put me in there. I was 10 years old at that time. And then he thought it was his personal responsibility to see that I became better than him. So he and I sparred from age 10 to age 18. And... Uh, Oh, we enjoyed it. We had a lot of fun, but he always pushed me to be better. Of course, you know, he's a man. He's so much bigger and stronger than I am. I'm 10, 11, 12, 13-year-old boy, but he'd always said, now, come on, you can hit me. We had pads, of course. So, man, we'd get out under the, par- under the uh, carport and fight for hours. <laughs> we would, and had so much fun. But he kept pushing me. He said, come on now. No, I'm an old man. He wasn't that old, but he said, I'm an old man. You, you got to be faster than me, but I never was. (laughs) Come on, hit me. You know, get into it. You're not going to hurt me. So year after year that went on until at about age 17. (laughs) One day under the parking lot, uh, the parking lot, the, the carport, he said it too many times. And boy, I really reached down. (laughs) And I'd been practicing something I didn't tell him about for about three weeks now. <laughs> Flying, spinning hook kick. Subtle. Looks like it's slow, but it's not. And about that time, whap, next thing I knew, my heel was against his head. And he's laying on the carport, unconscious. <laughs> and I stopped and I thought, oh God. <laughs> daddy <laughs> he got up and he said that was good boy that was good <laughs> 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 we kind of slowed down after that too. <laughs> Teacher. Father's always a teacher. H. The Father God, real Father, is a hearer. A hearer. Jesus said in John 11, John 11, 41, you know, they're out there at Lazarus' tomb. He looked up. He said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me and I knew that you hear me always you always hear me how do I know that people there's a difference between people letting you talk and really hearing you oh huge huge and you know one of the most wonderful things about Us having a Father God is that we can fellowship with Him. And this fellowship is reciprocal. He talks to us and we listen. And praise God, we talk to Him. And He hears us. He doesn't just let us talk. He actually hears us. And He hears us from the inside. My daddy taught me this. My natural daddy actually So much of what I learned about how to fellowship with God, I learned from being with him. We have a huge oak tree at our house, where I grew up, mom's house. Giant. I mean, what is it? A hundred feet tall? It's, It'd take, uh, I don't know, 12, maybe 12 men arm to arm probably couldn't reach around it. It's giant. And the limbs go all the way to the ground. And dad has a Swing. A big one, long enough to stretch out and take a nap. There. And I do not know at the untold hours, he and I, and of course he and my brother, he and mom, different times. But he and I sometimes alone sit in that swing and talk. And mostly he would listen. But not just by the time he's really hearing and usually at the end, just say a few wise words. I'll never forget it. I learned how to fellowship with God, my father, through that. Fathers, hear your children. How many of you got to take time? It takes time. We, people think they're so busy. But the, what's more important than your children, than your family? Everybody say take time, time. here and really here hear. really hear. a hearer e what's a father a father is an example true father Jesus said in John 5 he said uh, the son can do nothing of himself but what he sees the father do. For things ever he does, this is what the son does. God is our father. He doesn't tell us, you do one thing, I'm going to do another. No, the Bible says we're to be imitators of God, right? Followers of God. As dear children, we're to imitate him. How I many of it does not work to tell you kids to do one thing and you do something else? It just does not work, you know. You're, you're smoking three packs a day and you go, Now kids, don't do this. This is bad for you. They're going to do it. Did you hear me? You're knocking back a fifth or two, you know, uh, a day or two. And, and, you know, kids, don't do this. This is bad for you. They're going to do what they, they'll do what they have to as long as they live under your roof. Then they're going to do what you do. Are you with me now? Say, everybody say, Example. Set the, set the example. I'm so glad my daddy set a good example for me. Let me tell you a few things he taught me by example. He taught me by example that a man's word is all he'll ever be. And that to tell a lie is one of the most awful, terrible things a human could ever do in this, in this life. One of the most valuable lessons I've ever learned in life. He taught me to be strong, but to be fair. Taught me to be kind, to be unselfish. He taught me how to be a man. He taught me, I remember he took me to my great-grandpa's one time. We were going to stay the day with him. I was a little bitty guy, my brother too. He set us down there and I, I mean, I couldn't have been very old, but I remember it to this day. He said, now... Your great-grandpa has lived a long time. He knows so much more than you do. So you, when he talks, you need to be quiet and listen. And he said it in such a way that it made such an impression on me that I did the whole day when grandpa started to talk. Why? Because he's old. He's been around. He knows something. I hadn't been around very long. I don't know much. But he didn't just say it. He demonstrated it in front of me. That's what he did. And so that's what us boys did. He taught me that no matter how strong of a man you are. You're never too big to repent. You missed it. You say so. i never forget. He and mom had an argument one time. And he raised his voice with her. And course, us boys heard it. And the next day, of course, you know, fight in the house, the kids just get quiet. And, and uh, the next day, he took me and my little brother out in the front yard. i never forget it. Knelt down and looked at us. He said, boys, your daddy was wrong last night. I raised, your vo- I raised my voice. I spoke hard to your mother. He said, I want to ask you to forgive me. I've asked her. Your daddy was wrong. Example. Everybody say example. Example. Things like that don't leave you. Right? One of the greatest things he ever taught me by example. One Sunday morning, in church, in a fine Baptist church, at the end of the message, stood up at the altar call and started down the aisle. I thought, Daddy's going to the front. I thought. Daddy's going. I'm going. <laughs> and I followed him. To the front of that church. And gave my heart to the Lord. He had got, he and I got saved down there. That morning. <laughs> Hallelujah. Can you say amen? amen. Father. What's a Father. A father's a founder, a father's in always, father's a teacher, a father's a hearer, a father's an example, and a father, a real father, is a representative of God Himself. Some of the most wonderful attributes and qualities of God are revealed and manifested. In a godly man, a godly father. Don't we thank God for our fathers today? Those here on earth, those in heaven, we didn't lose them. They just moved. Right? We'll see them soon. But what gifts? And what gifts into eternity? They'll always be our fathers. And oh, one day we're going to see the great Father God sitting on the throne. And and, and just as close to him, we can be close to him now, but it's only going to increase as any natural father you've ever ever been close to. Jesus said, you know, in John 14, uh, he said, if you know me, you should have known my father also. Philip said, Lord, show us the father and it'll suffice us. Jesus said, have I been so long time with you and you've not known me? If you've seen me. You've seen the Father. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We get to see and know God through natural, godly fathers. Uh, I wanted to take a moment and show you a, a memorial video of my dad. Because I know most of you didn't know him. And really I know a lot of you, y'all love me and... Uh, a lot of what's in me was in him. I'd like to get to know him just a little bit better. Of course, you meet him in heaven. But, uh, a lady at the funeral a few weeks ago, she told me, she, she looked at me. She hadn't seen me in years. She said, as long as you're alive, your daddy will never die. <laughs> of course, he, he is alive, but I knew what she's talking about. She saw so much of him in me. And, uh, You know, the the day of the funeral and the day before, I was praying about some things and, and I realized I could go one of two directions. I could either feel bad because I didn't have dad in my life right now and I wouldn't have him maybe next year and the next year till I live out my life. Things I wanted to do and we wanted to go and see and do together. And if you get to thinking on that, you get to feeling deprived. Did you hear me? Like you've lost something and you've been robbed. And, and the Lord reminded me. He said you had him. You had one of the finest daddies around. For some 400,000 hours of your life. And to get bitter and feel bad about the future. Is to be unthankful. For what you've been given. Right? So as we watch this and talk about this. I'm giving thanks for my dad. You give thanks for your dad. Let's give thanks for... For the great father God of all. Can you say amen? Amen. Y'all ready to run that? Go ahead. Hallelujah. Thank y'all for allowing me to do that. Uh, sure, thank God for my dad. You know, people say, well, I'm sorry you lost your dad. And I know what they mean. But I didn't lose him. You know, I, the, the last uh, few weeks, particularly, the Lord has really ministered to me. Uh, heaven is not as real to us as it should be. And people that have gone on, it's not as real. It being more natural and carnal, if you don't see something here, then you think, well, it's gone. But our great Father, the Father of our Spirit, He's not physical. But is He real? No, yes. oh, He's real. And so all our loved ones that have already gone home to be with Him, they're just as real as He is. Yes. Right? Yes. And Heaven's just as real as Branson, yes. just a lot nicer. Right? And life down here is very, very short. You live to be 120. It's nothing. It's here. It's gone. It's a vapor. It appears like a puff, and then it's gone. So the important thing is for us to be thankful and for us to purpose that we're going to do what we're supposed to do But we're put on this earth to do for the very short amount of time that we have to do it in. And then soon and very soon we'll all be reunited. Right? Never again to be separated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. With the always father and the always family in always heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Jesus said, you know, when he was going away, the disciples were sad. They were sorrowful because he said, I'm going away. And he said, "Uh, you've heard how I said to you, I'm going away and coming again. If you loved me, you would rejoice because I said, I'm going to the father for my father is greater than I. You know you love people you have to rejoice for them that was a little weak i said if you love people right if you're thinking about them you have to rejoice you have to be glad because it's better to be with the lord far better you might be here this morning and you might say well brother keith you you sound so blessed you had such a fine daddy i did and i do you might say well i I don't I never had a real daddy well you have a father in heaven and if you'll be born again if you're not already you'll never be fatherless again and in this church family how many daddies in this church family will say that you'll let the Lord use you you'll be a daddy to anybody that he wants you to be daddies not just your own kids but huh You'll be a daddy. You'll be a father to anybody. That's what a church family is about. I knew this to a degree, but I didn't know it to the extent during the few days I was at home before my dad's uh, home-going service. Not one, not not twice, not not a dozen. I don't know how many times men had come up to me, young men, middle-aged men come to me and, and, and you'd have thought it was their daddy that had gone home. They said, you're... Your daddy, he was a daddy to me. He'd talk to me and he'd sit with me and he'd he'd help me and encourage me. Well, that's what the Bible says in uh, Jesus talking about if you leave mother or father to uh, obey me. What did he say? You'll receive now in this lifetime, right? Talking about mothers and brothers, sisters, you, you'll receive family. So let me encourage you. Daddy's in this place today. Let God use you to be a daddy to somebody else. They don't have to be your natural blood. Right? Uh, I know uh, there was a young man. My daddy was fixing up a little rent house. And he called me. He and I were talking. And he said, I don't know if I messed up or not. He said, I rented the house. I said, you did? He said, yeah. He said, there's a young couple. And he said, the young guy... I think he's been in trouble. They don't look like they got no money at all. He said, but I don't think the young man's ever had a decent daddy. He needs somebody that believes in him. Loves him. That young man stood beside me and cried. You'd have thought it was his daddy that went home. I told him, I said, he said, your daddy believed in me. I said, yeah, he did. He told me he did. He just broke down crying. That's our Father God. Always believes in us. Always loves us. Always there for us. And he manifested to other people through us. Through us right here. Right now. Through daddies. Through mamas. Through brothers. Through sisters. Would you close your eyes please? Father I thank you. That you are our great wonderful heavenly father. Thank you for your love for us. Thank you that you never leave us or forsake us. Thank you for the wonderful gifts of our daddies that you've given us. And I pray right now for every person, every man, every woman, every young person in this place that has not received Jesus as the Lord of their life, and they don't know you truly and really as as Father. Manifest yourself to them. Here in this room, across the Internet, Anybody that will hear this by archive. Reveal yourself to them that you are the great, everlasting, ever-loving Father. And if that we will only believe on you, we'll be your sons and daughters. And you will be our God and our Father. Any and everyone that doesn't know you, draw them powerfully right now. Help them to see the price has already been paid. They may come and believe and be born again and be in the family. I pray also for those that have been born again. They've known what it is to walk with you. But for whatever reasons they left you, they got sucked back into the world and ungodliness and sin. And they hadn't been living right at all. Help them to see how far off they are, how cold they are, and draw them back. I ask it in Jesus' name. Help them to see you love them still. You'll forgive them. You'll cleanse them from every sin and mistake if they just come home. But they must come back. Draw them, I ask. With eyes closed, nobody looking around, please. If God's dealing with you right now and you know you've never given your life to the Lord, you've never given your heart to Him, would you raise your hand right now? Let me pray for you. Yes. 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 If you're watching by internet, raise your hand too. God will see it, just like here. Or if you say, Brother Keith, I hadn't wanted to admit it, but I'm that backslider you're praying about. I hadn't been living right at all. I need to get back to God. I need to get back in fellowship with my Father. Raise your hand. Let us pray for you. Don't go another day out of fellowship. Don't, don't do it. Nothing's worth forfeiting that peace. And that joy of full fellowship with the Father. Yes, good, yes. Anybody else that ought to join these? Several that raised their hand. Raise your hand too if you say, yeah, Brother Keith, pray for me. I need to give my heart to the Lord or pray for me. I'm coming back. Either one. All right, good. Here's something else you might say, Brother Keith, I'm a Christian, but I've never been filled with the Spirit like I hear you all talk about. I, I, I don't speak in tongues. I haven't had this experience of power and glory on me. This belongs to every believer. If you say, yeah, I'd, I'd like to experience this, raise your hand. We'll pray for you too. You can receive. Real simple, if you haven't had this experience, raise your hand if you say, yeah, I want to. We'll pray with you and help you. Yes, 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 yes. All right, with eyes still closed, please, I'm going to pray for you just like I said. But I'm going to do it this way. Jesus said, if you're ashamed of me and my words before men, I'll be ashamed of you before the Father. Scripture said, if we deny him, he'll deny us. Strong words. But he also said, if you will confess me before men, I'll confess you before the Father. So it's not okay to be a closet Christian. Don't want anybody to know. you got to be willing publicly in front of anybody at home and school, or job, don't care who sees or knows that you are a believer, you are a Christian and he said you claim me in front of men I'll claim you in front of God so because of that, if you lifted your hand on any invitation or you should have, would you please be bold and unashamed and right now stand, stand please don't think about it, if you raised your hand, just stand to give your heart to the Lord or to come back home To the Lord or to come get filled with the Spirit, either one. So important. If God's dealing with you now, do not put it, don't don't put this off. This is so important. If you raised your hand or you should have, you know you you need to give your heart to the Lord or you need to come back home to the Lord. Please be standing right now. Those of you standing, would you open your eyes and look at me? I'm so glad you're not ashamed. You will not regret this. Would you be bolder yet and unashamed? Would you find the aisle and come right here, meet me in person, let me pray with you personally about this? Would you come right now? Come on as we sing. You step right out, come right here. Don't be embarrassed. Don't be embarrassed. Oh, thank you Lord oh, oh, oh. For whatever hallelujah you may be, you shall oh you shall be so glad y'all have come come right on Jesus <laughs> Come to Jesus and receive for whatever whatever. you may be. Oh, thank you, Lord. If God's dealing with you, come on right now. Oh, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. All right. Everybody in the crowd, just reach your hands toward this way. Those of you watching by Internet, and I'm praying for you, too. Those of you standing here, would you close your eyes? Forget about everything and everybody except you and God. He is real. He's very real. He's here. The more you believe on Him, the more real He'll make Himself to you. Just expect Him to do what I'm going to ask Him to do for you in this prayer. Expect Him to do it. That's faith. What He's done for millions, He'll do for you. Father, I pray for these right now, these wonderful dear ones, how You love them. And we love them. You knew them before they were ever born. You knew they'd say yes to you. You knew they'd come to you, or you knew they'd come back. And so you've watched over them and spared their life and kept them till this present hour. Thank you. You got them here today. Thank you. Thank you. Lord, you said those that come to you like this, no way would you refuse them or reject them. So we have your word that they are accepted in the beloved because they come believing. You said in Romans 10, 9 and 10 what to do to be saved. And so we act on it right now. Everybody in the crowd. Everybody up front here. Everybody by internet. Say this out loud. This is what the Lord told us to do. Either affirm or reaffirm your faith. Say it out loud. Father God, Father God I, believe I, believe I believe in you. I believe in your son Jesus that he died on the cross paid the full price for all my sins all my failures every mistake I believe you raised him from the dead he's alive right now king of kings lord of lords soon to come again Jesus you are my savior you are my lord Thank you for saving me, loving me, washing me, setting me free. As you help me, I will serve you and follow you all my days. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Whew, thank you, Lord. Guys, open your eyes if you would look at me. Now that's doing Never let anybody who knows you, even your own memories, make you feel bad or guilty or ashamed or even embarrassed about anything that you've ever said or done before today because according to the Bible, it's gone. The blood washes you clean. You stand here before the Lord like you never even made a mistake. It's not too good to be true. It's why he hung on the cross, paid such a price. If you mess up tomorrow or next week or next year, just Admit it and ask God to forgive you and believe He will and you'll stand up clean just like you are right now. Thank God. This is not all. Some of you came to be filled with the Spirit this is so important and these things are so important we don't want them rushed I got a place of ministry just a few steps around the corner here with some people trained to touch base with you give you some free things make sure you're satisfied before you get away would you take a minute and do that turn to your right everybody turn to your right see this brother, brother Dave would you follow him to the place of ministry it won't take but just a few minutes would you follow him right now to get the rest of what you come for everybody stand and let's give God the glory oh thank you Lord Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. 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 My, my, my. Does that bless you that these folk are getting right today? Reach your hands out. Lord, we pray over the prayer room workers, everybody that's there. Help them to minister to them further and fully. And Lord, this you've already given the Holy Spirit. He's here. Help them to receive Him and yield to Him fully. And just deliver them from habits and problems and anything that's hindered them and held them back. And add to them supernatural equipment to do what you've called them to do in life. Just do beyond what they've asked or thought we ask And Lord, we thank you that according to the word, they are delivered now out of the power of darkness into the kingdom of your dear son. And they will never be the same again after today to the glory of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, it's a good day. Honor your father today if he's still here with you. Honor him if he's in heaven like I did today. Thank you for allowing me to do this. And I sure feel a lot of love in this place and a lot of support. Thank you. Have a good day today and be back for the services next time. and Love on each other. You know, time is so short. If you're thinking about doing something, be careful not to put it off. Right? Longer than you ought to act on it. And let's bless each other and let the love flow. We sing about the Father as we go.